So I rush back indoors. Silly thing, I say to myself. It can't hurt me. It's only a, a field mouse, or a vole, or a rat. A rat? Please, not a rat, I think. It might jump on me. Rats don't jump up on you, do they? Do they? Perhaps I should help it, I think. It might be in trouble, I think. If it can crawl in the bag, it can crawl out again, I think. The next morning, still in my pyjamas, I'm back out there, and I see a hole in the bag, and a little note written in scribbly, rodenty writing. You know those five mouldy blueberries? They were absolutely lovely. Any more would be much appreciated. Best wishes, a rat, Mrs. Which is a bit weird, really, because I'm sure they were raspberries. World of Weird In the world of weird, all the girls wear beards, and the boys keep bees in their beds. The girls dig holes and live like moles, and the boys grow trees on their heads. In the world of weird, all the oranges are blue, and the lemons are as sweet as can be. Bananas are round and grow in the ground, or down at the bottom of the sea. In the world of weird, all the fish can fly, and the chips are fried in lakes. The dogs love cats, with sauce, of course, served up on silver plates. Now how do you get to the world of weird? Where is it? Where is it where? Hop on a bee, pop over the sea, then give us a call when you're there. Mary didn't have a little lamb. No, Mary had a little slug. Its skin was tough and green, and when the slug refused to budge, oh gosh, was there a scene. You should have heard our Mary yell, I need you, slug, for show and tell. It's time for school, now come on, please. She even got down on her knees. But slug was not one to be swayed, and poor old Mary was dismayed when slug set off and walked to school, all four miles, the crazy fool. So how to end this oddly tale? Did Slug succeed, give up or fail? Well, Slug did make it to the gate of the school some two years late, one half term, so had to wait till Monday morning by the gate. But having come so very far, was flattened by a teacher's car. Boris, the boredest boy in the world. Before he reached the age of one, Boris knew life wasn't fun, for this is what his mother heard, Boz's first and favourite word. Bored. What's that, Bobo? Mumsy cried. Boris looked at her and sighed. Too bored to say the word once more, he toddled out and closed the door. Bored. And so began his life of tedium and humdrum strife, bored of being bored and not. Boz was bored, no matter what. Boris, Horace, Wallace Norris, son of Doris and of Morris, had the most exciting folks, full of life and love and jokes. These two could not have been more fun, and tried their darndest for their son. But little tricks and magic stuff, and jolly japes were not enough. Bold, he cried for years to come, even though his dad and mum enticed their one and only child with entertainments weird and wild. Whilst other kids had friends to play, the ends had circus troops to stay. Bozza always sat and snored. Bold! Bold! 
Bold! Bold! When Mr. N would swallow fire, and Mrs. N walk tightrope wire, and clowns would set the place alight, Boris had an early night. Seals are singing, dogs are disco, failed to thrill their little kid, so Ma and Pa went on a tour to chivvy up their grizzly boar. Paris, New York, Moscow, Rome, everywhere became their home. What they didn't see and do, all to no avail, mind you. The pyramids did not impress. What did Bozza say? You guess. Other places did not please. Mount Everest, the Seven Seas. Same with skiing in Peru. Treasure hunts in Kathmandu. Bungee jumping in Jamaica. Deep sea diving off Australia. On they went, and all the while, Bozza never raised a smile. Not one. Thank you. That was great. So his poor folks grew irate. Like home.